Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Good morning. This is Ursula Odom. I am your host for Navwick Talks, and I am the CEO of Sula2, which is a legacy writing and publishing company. We capture, preserve, and present legacy information in any form possible, from books to live performances to legacy walls. And I'd also like to give a special thank you to my program director, Tina Williams, who is the CEO of Williams Professional Water Restoration Service, for arranging for us to have a wonderful guest today and every week. That is what she does. And today our guest is Mercedes Young, who's CEO of Vivid Construction Group, LLC. Mercedes has extensive experience with work in Florida on projects for the Florida Department of Transportation, be that county, city, and civil engineering, and all aspects of PD&E, and design of urban and rural highways and general infrastructure projects. Their areas of expertise include roadway, geometry, drainage, RW usage, determination, acquisition, permitting, construction plan preparation, and a whole lot more that I'm going to let her tell you about because it's extensive. Good morning, Mercedes. Great morning. How are you? I'm wonderful. Excited about hearing your story because I know it's an awesome story. So tell me about you and your company. What do you do? Well, it has been a great journey. Now we have a very, very strong civil engineering and land surveying. We also do public involvement, bilingual public involvement, actually. We just finished in October the uh, participation for the full, full diversity for Pinellas County, Hillsborough County, and Pasco County on the study that it was supported by FDOT for the rapid rail that we are planning on bringing to put together three counties. So that was a great experience to be able to interview the city and share with them in different marketplaces of what is their strategy and also get the impact, the input of all of our state shareholders, uh, which is us, the people that hold our city. We are the ones that actually make our city 
vibrant. So that was a great experience. And we also were the first company that uh, started the project with a curbside at the Tampa International Airport, and we also working at the uh, Orlando International Airport on the south side that is being developed. So it has been a privilege and a lot of fun and growth. How can I describe it? It has been great. I can't complain. And, and it goes with the model of what we do. The beauty of this has been teaming up with other members of the National Association of Black Women in Construction. That's the beauty of building a city. You, you never do it alone. You never do it alone. So we have been able to bring people to do estimators, uh, post-construction cleaning. It has just been a lot, people with supplies. It has been a great journey. That's all I can actually say. Wow, that's a lot. In fact, I've thought of several different things I want to ask you about in just in what you said so far. You talked about diversity. Now, that is a term that is being used quite widely right now and in almost controversial way because you have, in in my opinion, a need for it, and then you have a pushback. What experiences are you really seeing out there for the need for conversations and diversity? I embrace diversity, especially for me because I am of a black ethnicity and culturally Hispanic. And I think that the word minority has a very negative and a oomph connotation to it. Yes, we we were very hard to be able to even be in the platform, to be in the conversation, and that is the word that was used because it was a smaller group and that was the reference to minority. You just really look at, for example, the city of Tampa. 48% of all of the small business are owned by diversity companies. So that is no longer a minority, but just diverse. And I always refer to people diverse is because you look different than me. <laughs> I'm used to looking at myself in the mirror, so anything that doesn't look like me is diverse. It's different than me. And I think that brings a better cognition and have a better embracing and welcome into what we do in our community. That, would, that way it feels more inclusive. Mm-hmm. Now, you talked about partnering up with people, and I know that the title of the show today is Thriving in the Construction Industry. So what are the keys to success as you combine all of those things that you just mentioned? For me, the key to success is, first of all, to know exactly what is your lane, what is the type of service that you provide and that you provide well. Get to know the other people in the community. Know my field. I know that in anything that I do, I normally have to work with architects. I have to work with post-construction cleaning. I have to work with designers. So it depends on what it is that we do. We team up with other people that bring their strengths. That way we can deliver a great product. For example, with the project with the, uh, or with the um, Tampa International Airport, this project has 27 companies involved from which our small business. What made that strong? It is our airport. We are taxpayers in this area. We take pride in what we do, and everybody brought their specialty, their strength. We have companies that are estimators. That's what they do. We do land surveying, very detailed and sophisticated land surveying. So we did, uh, uh, we provided products, the surveying in three different ways and some of the state-of-the-art ways of surveying today, which is LIDAR, which is scanning, and then the traditional. But all of those combined were able to get us to do to collect the data in, in not even 
just two weeks so we did not have to disrupt the public part of what the airport provides because that is the nature of airports. It's in motion 24-7. We got all the companies that were drillers. We got all the companies there that do geo, that do the study of the soil, the pipes. So, again, it was a combined effort to deliver a great product because the, the, the project is really involved in the curbside to make the drop-off more effective. But the future, the bigger vision is actually to bring more gates into the Tampa International Airport. Actually, they're focusing on 16 international uh, uh, lines, airlines. So, again, doing all of this together, it, it makes us stronger. And we also had a tax rate. And a lot of us didn't mind that much because the majority of that is going to go to transportation. And the one of us that are in that business, we know the need. We do know the need, and we know that it's expensive. So we see how we're going to be able to grow our com- our, com- our state and also our city and make it an iconic place for people to be. Um, in growing the city and growing our state, and then we talk about working with people to grow our individual businesses, Something comes to mind. I saw an RFP just recently or something that said that you can't combine companies to make a bid. And then I had just heard someone say that that's how they became big because they 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 combine forces with other companies to to um submit a bid. So help me understand where the nuances of that conversation Okay, so when you read an RFP, you are going to see that the client is going to be very specific on what they want to create. And also on the specs, they will put all of the different details. So let me just use, for example, the Tampa International Airport. They put in there, the RFP is to develop a curbside for a drop-off, okay? It's going to take, first, it's going to take land surveyors to come and get all of the points and all of the curves and sequences of, of, of the airport. Then it's going to take a designer, but it's going to take a designer that has to deal with drainage, with elevation, because the airport has three levels, okay? It's going to be drainage. It's going to be elevations. It's going to be the electrical part of it. So you have to have a company that is going to do a design part of it on the topographic map for just the electric, for just the, the drainage, for just for the men's sewer, uh, for just uh, uh, all of the pipes that go in and out for the drainage of the airport. For the, for the pond, the water pond, the retainage. So, again, no one, I don't care how big they are, can do that by themselves. So that is the reason why that what we do is we team and we bring all of the specialties that are required for, by the client on the RSP to be able to perform. So I have never seen a project that only one company can do. Absolutely. Never, 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 never. And the bigger the project, the more companies are involved. Okay, so they're not. It's not a situation where one company is the the company of record where they're using other services, or is it that you have to list all those other companies that you're using? Um, is that not yes. something that that's the, part of it? Yes. Yes. The way it works is that you will have one company that would prime, mm-hmm. and they will be the company that will manage the whole project and will make sure that they bring every single service that is required, so that will be subcontractors to be able to perform this, the job. So in my case, I work with the design and the builder. So I was under h for the design and under Hanson Phelps for the build. 
So because what we produce goes to both companies to be able to design to be able to upright build. So okay. in my case, I have I have to report to both of them. So one prime, and in this case, the prime is the builder, which is Handsome Phelps. But they have to bring and make sure that they put on their on their proposal the name of every company that will, that will participate and what specifically they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. And All then right, as so, the project goes on, then they have to, once you get awarded, let me just, because this part is very important, especially when you're working with small companies. And then they have to do a report on the, the participation, the percentage of participation of diversity in small companies and how much each one is going to be paid. Mm. Okay. That's All crucial. Right. So now that that has been discussed, what about the particular organization that we're both a part of, NAVWIC? And um, mm-hmm. to our listening audience, this is also a benefit of NAVWIC, where if you remember, you yeah. can come on and tell your story about what you do and how you connect to the industry or how you can benefit those that are in the industry. So, Mercedes, what Absolutely. is your, your NAVWIC experience? My network experience has been great. I can honestly tell you that my company only has been open for two and a half years, and we are doing the work that a company that probably been in business 10 years or more is doing. And it really has been directly connected to the network experience. Uh, in 2017, the beginning of 2017, I got a call from Beck and HNTV, and they wanted to know, what are the local companies that now we that we have here through Natwick and through that list they look at the companies that they will need to be able to create this project for the airport and that is one of the Natwick benefits. Then we team up with them as an organization and we did a huge event at the Cuban Center in Ybor City and that one was a preliminary event where they were looking, talking about the project, what they want to do, and get to meet all of the local companies. And now it was one of the people that were supporting and creating this. They went from having an event of 50 people to more than 300 companies were represented at this event. We ran out of chairs, so people were just standing on the outskirts of the building. But it was great because that's when they were able to pick on the companies. And they Phil called me again. Now we're going to be moving in November to the building part, building the structure. So they also look for companies that will supply, and they always come to the When you are in procurement, it's a lot easier to call one association that pertains to your, to your field, in this case construction, and just look for the companies in that association that have proven to be bond, they have proven to be able to perform in their expertise in the area of expertise and bring them instead of go online and be looking all over the place for days for companies that can support you. And that is one of the NAWIC benefits. So NAWIC members are in pretty much every project in the area, from Orlando, airport, from the, the airport in Tampa, the school district, the, uh, the, the, the Selmon Express, because they all told me they needed a company that was women-owned to support with the maintenance of the highway, and they always call and look for NAWIC members. If they need people with concrete, if they need people with chickwack, if they need plumbers, if they need electricians, they always call the NAWIC Association to go to just a one-stop, to a pool, to just be able to, to, to call and request the services from, the, from those companies. You just made me think of something. I'm I'm one of those people that like words every now and then. And when you were talking about the 
number of projects that NABWIC members are a part of, what crossed my mind was the Na- the NABWIC touch. <laughs> In that, seriously, it's yeah, a touch. <laughs> it's, so NABWIC may touch a whole lot of places that is somewhat silent at this point, and not that we have to go out there and tell everybody we're doing it, but that's a pretty awesome feeling to know that an organization that awesome. that is supportive of your company then has a, mm-hmm. a span that is so awesome, so big, so, so inc- well, mm-hmm. impactful. That's pretty, yeah. that's a thought. That's yes, a big absolutely. thought. Even the bus lines with hearts, you know, they have their facility for maintenance of the buses, and, and they call me, Mercedes, we got right now some things that need to be fixed in our offices, and we got a budget of $40,000. Can you please send us some of your GC people and some of your handyman people and plumbers uh, to, to come and take care of this within 48 hours? That's just, that is an amazing benefit for anybody that wants to yes. grow their company to be able to be part of an association that you know that if you set yourself procurement-wise well, you are going to be getting called automatically. And and that's pretty awesome because I'm beginning to fully understand the feeling of that and the reality of that because I have um, personally just put up, or my company has put up legacy walls in a couple of schools and they're getting quite a bit of attention. And now my phone mm-hmm. is really beginning to ring. And that's mm-hmm. how I connect to the construction industry. I put up historical murals. Um, in some of these mm-hmm. buildings to help under, help people understand who these buildings are named for and why it exists or the story behind yeah. the the building, because you know with a with a wall like that, your story can be told every day, all day to everyone that comes by because walls can talk. <laughs> so and I will tell um, you that you really enlightened me on what that was because I never if it wasn't because you were a Nawik member. And you came to to the meeting once a month, and you presented what is that you do, because then now you even get trained on how to uh, how to do public speaking, how to present within thirty seconds what you do in any given place. I remember the first time I met you and I heard about your company was through you when you came to a network meeting, and I said, you know what, that is amazing. I didn't even knew that that was really a field, and it's needed everywhere because everything have a history. Well, and I really you put have... it in such a way that, that it makes it a walk at the park. Thank you. And and I'm real happy to, to know that I made an impression because NABWIC members do make an impression. I'm telling you, from the color red to what they say and what they do, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. Another one of the benefits of uh, being a NABWIC member, we just got featured uh, on our booth, and it's amazing because there were more than 30 booths uh, at the Bipping Center two weeks ago from Hillsborough County, and NABWIC was the booth that they chose to to display, and I, I had the privilege to be one of the, the, the speakers for that video that went everywhere with Max, which is the treasurer, and um, and just it was just an amazing uh, spot because I remember when I started my company, my first contract came, came from going to that particular event that they have once a year. So just to tell you the power, and now they come to us. And you know, to be, to, and, and we're a national organization. So I work now with companies that are at a national level, and they say we're going to be doing this project in Tampa, 
we would like to see what now with members we can uh, uh, team up with. So that is an amazing, you are not a secret agent when you are in that way. All right. Okay, so we're going to take a break, and then I'm going to come back, and there are several questions I want to dive deep on because uh, there's a lot more to this story. So see you on the way back. Okay. We are so excited to have you. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Thank you, and we're back. Welcome back to Network Talks. This is Ursula Odom, and I am interviewing Mercedes Young, and we're talking about thriving in the construction industry. Now, the commercial just said that we encourage young girls to enter into the STEM arena. So with that in mind, Mercedes, how in the heck did you get started in this industry? And then we heard how you rose, you know, and the benefits of being associated with NABWIC, but what gave you the idea to begin with, to get started? I have been working as a business developer for more than 25 years at the time. Now it's 27. And I traveled to Washington, D.C., and and I I worked pretty much um, for the whole United States, including Puerto Rico. And as I was going to Washington, D.C., every six weeks, I started hearing the buzz that infrastructure was a challenge, infrastructure, transportation, transportation. And it didn't matter who was going to be the president. Transportation was an issue that needed to be handled. And then I started thinking, you know, with all the people I know, I know a couple of things. Uh, most professionals are not really taught how to develop a business. For example, land surveyors, engineers, that is not what they do. They're more in the technical side of it. But what I am good at is developing a business if I believe in the product. And I got a couple of engineers together in the survey, at first was, which is with engineering, and uh, team up with one and became partners, and we started the company. We, we, he was the technical person, and I started bringing contracts and bringing contracts and bringing contracts and realized in the doing that every project needs to have surveying first. So I went on, and about nine months after I started the engineering company, I went and acquired a company, a surveying company, and developed it, totally developed it. And the first year, uh, and we did 550000 and the year after that, we did a million. So this year, we're shooting now for 1.8. But my point is that it was really finding what I'm good at. And I'm good at relationships. I'm good at working with people, listening carefully, and communicating. And 
there are some principles that never fail. People work with the people they know, they like, and trust. And every one of these areas starts with communication. And as I started to just get in uh, my feet wet in, in, in the field, I realized there is a great need for a women-owned, black Hispanic women-owned in the area because all of these projects that have federal money have a mandate to have a diversity and specifically women-owned. And I realized there was nobody really in the field that was doing it. And I had to try to, aha, that's my spot. That's my niche. And hiring top-quality engineers, bringing top-quality surveyors, and constantly hiring. I am always hiring from field people to the to the AutoCAD drafters to professionals. And that's really how we took off. But as I was developing the administrative part in the office, and coordinating, I was, oh, I'm always developing the relationships in the community. The who is who, who's coming, what is the city planning to grow, to keep it on, on the edge of what's, you know, the technical edge, what are the edge in transportation. And that's the reason why I chose to go in the transportation field, because I know that this is going to be a, a field with a great need forever. We keep growing. All right, so what you answered, in my opinion, was the high school, college, young adult version of how do you get to do what you do. But I want to roll it back even further, way back. Okay. <laughs> All right, here's what okay. I'm asking. Here's what I'm asking. If I am a parent of a little eight-year-old, how does how does this little eight-year-old or younger or a little bit older get to be as self-confident, as direct? Who helps you become Mercedes? Was it Did it start with just the name? That when you have a name like Mercedes, that you're destined to be somebody like you? What did it? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll tell you that there is a saying in English that I do not remember how it finished something about uh, need or something, poverty is the mother of all things. I grew up in dirt floors in the country, and that saying that people say, you eat what you kill, it is very oh. much the truth in many, in many cases. Um, we did. We ate what we kill and what we grow. And I remember when I was five years old, going on six and to move with my grandmother to go to school in the city, and looking at all these huge buildings. I mean, I came from living in a bohio made out of clay and palm uh, branches, literally. We just actually just demolished it about a year ago. I went back to Panama and looked at it. But just humble beginnings, humble beginnings, always being kind, always being nice, never passing somebody without saying hello, never. It didn't matter who it was, never passing somebody without saying hello, never sit in a place and open my container to eat without offering all the people first. Even if it was a box of chiclets, I can tell you a story about a box of chiclets, and that will give you the answer. Um, it was four of us. My mother had passed, and my grandmother is the one that was raising us. And when she would go to the grocery store once a week, everybody got to pick one favorite thing. It was four of us. And whatever you pick, you have to share. So if you pick two mangoes, you have to share your mangoes with the other three. So my brother picked a box of chiclets, and chiclets have 12 little candies inside. And he opened the box and put as many chiclets in his mouth at one time that he couldn't <laughs> want to share. I mean, he, he couldn't even chew it. And he was 
like five years old, and my grandmother made him spit out all the chiclets and split it and pour with a knife and said, you get your portion. You never put something in your mouth without offering other people. And that right there carried me through life. To this day, even how I, I manage the company, it's the same way. I never do anything by myself. And there is a paycheck that comes with money, with all these projects that we do, the financials. But there is a paycheck of the heart that when you know you support all the people to come up, when you know you are the small person in the big project, so you are the people that is being supported. There is a fulfillment that comes with that, that it makes you feel great with yourself, with the people around you, and it brings confidence. It has so many byproducts. It brings confidence. It brings peace. It brings joy to, to be able to do that. I know companies that ladies have come to my office and say, I have a dream. I said, what's your dream? And they say, I've never done this. My English is not that good, but I really am very good at cleaning. And now they got a $200,000 contract doing what they're good at. And that doesn't give me a dollar, but it gives me a confidence that if I help one, I can help five, I can help ten. And it puts me in a position, believe it or not, that's how you develop your leadership. There is a scripture in the Bible that says that if a man is walking and nobody is behind him, he's a man who's just taking a walk. I used to say when I worked in the health field, if a doctor don't have patience, he's just a person with a degree. We have to have followers. We have to have people that we bring up with us, that we train, that we teach, that we coach. And that has been just from a little girl helping, listening to her mother, helping cleaning in the house. When mom tells her, oh, my God, you did a good job with those dishes, that does something to a human being to build the great I am inside of everybody that I know I'm very good at this thing. Oh, you're good at math. We celebrate you. Oh, I know I'm good at math, and that leads to other things. So I believe in teaming and, and, and always recognizing what people do I don't care how big or small, at the end of the day, it's all great. And that is part of the things that will develop an 8-year-old to be confident, to know that she knows how to communicate with people, that she knows how to be a great business developer. Go into a room and don't be shy. Don't be fearful because it's other human beings just like her that want to grow their companies, that want to love and be loved. And it's just those little principles that start at home. Hmm. So I am so glad I asked that question. <laughs> that, well, you know, a little bit about me most people. <laughs> I'm sorry, what did you say? I said, now you know a little bit about me than most people. <laughs> <laughs> and and absolutely a wonderful part about you. Um, and this is how we find connections, too, because I have a similar story, not that I'm getting into it now, but I grew up in the backwoods of Georgia and was raised by my grandmother. And one of the things that she said to me was that I was blessed and I have spent my entire life trying to figure out what she meant by that. And and so it's a positive search. It's like, oh, if this is good, yeah. then I am blessed. If it is bad, I am blessed and this will too shall pass. <laughs> You know? Yes, and, you know, and, and, and you show up with confidence wherever you go because whatever it is, you know that you are blessed. Yes. So you show up in every space that you go to yeah. with that with that mentality, with that energy, that air, that knowing that, you know what, I am blessed. And and so it, it's a wonderful thing when someone speaks positiveness or great lessons into your life. And that's why I asked the question, because I knew you were no accident. 
I mean, there was just too much of you there. <laughs> I mean, too much positiveness that that could have been an accident. I mean, from the, from the way you dress, the way you look, the way you sound, everything is just like on point. And then to be as smart and knowledgeable and successful as you are cannot, absolutely cannot be an accident. So, thank you. Now. Um, I know we have listeners, and if the, any of you would like to ask a question, just press 1 on your phone or on your touchpad, and you can join the conversation. But in the meantime, is there something else, Mercedes, that you would like to share that I haven't asked you about? Yes. One of the things that I would like to share is to always be persistent. Always, always be persistent, just like making a good pot of rice. Maybe your first pot was not the best, <laughs> but keep doing it and doing it until you become good at it, passionate about it, and do not get discouraged. You know what's funny about that? This is like, I don't know, deja vu. I don't know what you would call it, but I just took a photograph of my neighbor's um, citrus tree, and it's a new uh-huh. tree. And it produced one little fruit. And I looked at that thing, and <laughs> and I'm so glad I took the picture just before it either fell or somebody got it because it was gone uh-huh. two days later. And I said, that poor tree. And then I thought about it. I said, no, the tree knows how to do it now. So next year, the tree will rock. <laughs> it, yes, it next year, it's it can produce be that one lane. fruit. Yep. It will be plenty for everybody. So, yes. I, I, you know, I know they have this series of this book, Don't don't Sweat the Small Stuff, and Don't Minimize Humble Beginnings. I'm telling you. I remember coming to this country, and, you know, I'm a professional in my country. I have two degrees, but English was a barrier for me because it was not my first language. And, and I used to just, there's so much that I would like to add to this. And and I remember praying, help, Lord, help me to, to learn this language. And and, and I, I, I was not fearful of saying whatever I said, and people would ask me, what did you say? And I would repeat the same thing I said the first time three times and <laughs> <laughs> until they got it because I knew what I was trying to say. And I see now where I am, and I'm actually in public involvement, a trainer, a coach for executive teams around the nation. I just got back from Georgia. And as I was on the second day of training, I thought, oh, my God, I used as a background the song from Martin Luther King, the speech, actually. I had a dream, and I remember getting emotional about it, but I did not understand all the words. And now it is so meaningful to me. And I use it to open all of my trainings about I had a dream, and then I always close uh, with this, with the song, um, uh, What a Wonderful World. And, and, again, this is now my, my, my official second language, but I remember the humble beginnings where I would go to the store, and I could not even buy food. I had to point at things and hoping, they, oh, God, I hope they don't ask me anything at the register. I just see the number and pay. Hmm. I'm the one who number our services. I'm the one who put the number on what we do. It's just amazing. That reminds me of um, when I was in, I don't know if it was Roatan or somewhere in Mexico, and my daughter and I um, went into a store, 
and we would determine that we would at least say something in Spanish. And I'm I'm afraid to say it, but we we said cuanto es, and the person gave us a number, and we freaked. It was like she at least knew what we were asking. <laughs> you knew the basics of shopping, right? Yeah. So from store to store, we just repeated. We repeated that one statement, and we got an answer. <laughs> oh, that is too funny. That is yeah. just too funny. But, again, it's a humble beginning. It's simple. It really is. <laughs> it's just to be encouraged to keep pushing through. Yeah. I had a mentor that said something to me that have carried me through the years. And as I was mentoring somebody yesterday, I said that to them. She said to me, Mercedes, the value and the worth of you will depend on what is the value and the worth of what's knock you down. Mm. I looked at her and I thought, what on planet Earth? She says, if a sickness knock you down and you cannot get up, that's it. It was sickness. If a word that was said against you discourage you and you never get up to do your business again, that was just that. That was your word. But if you fall, a thousand times, make sure you get up 10,001. And I'll tell you as a business owner, we hold heavy responsibilities. We have employees, their payrolls, their families, and and, and all of the things that I have to create, support them to create what they want to create. And I'll tell you, if I fail to do that a thousand times, I will get up one more time and try again. Wow. Okay, so I am going to marinate with that and take that with me. <laughs> okay, um, with that, I, I I could go on and on and on, but I know you're a busy person, and our listening audience would love to go get their day started on, and and what a wonderful way to get it started today, with hearing the words of wisdom from you and the, the keys to success. So thank you very much for joining us today. You're welcome. It was a pleasure and a privilege, and I'm I'm glad to be able to share um, All right. with the audience. Thank you. Nancy. Okay. All right. Well, with that, thank you for joining us, and look forward to your being back again next week at 8.30 a.m. on Wednesday, every Wednesday, for what always seemed like the best show ever, you know? So... Let's see which one and who it's going to be next week. Join us. Take care. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.